Hi, and welcome to another episode of Let's Unpack That. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, before we get started today, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been sending us feedback on the podcast. Um, I know some of you have responded to Instagram posts or texted me directly, um, but we have learned so much throughout the podcast, so we know that you guys want these earlier in the week. We know that we you want them to be a little bit longer than they currently are. I think you want us to go less surface level and actually unpack a topic. So we're going to try to do that as we continue to move forward. Um, but keep giving us feedback. Keep helping us get better. We just crossed 600 listeners, I think. Um, so um, it's really exciting at how fast this is growing. So... Um, please continue to share, and we will continue to try to get better. Thank you guys so much. So we just recorded our first 10 minutes and realized that we unpressed the record button. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> I'm gonna so, take a swig. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a swig. Cheers, by the way. Welcome back. Oh yeah, we forgot to do that the first time, so mm-hmm. maybe that's good. Yeah, maybe that's good. We're getting back on brand. Um, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Let's Unpack That. This episode is going to be about moving. So what you missed <laughs> was I was just going on a complete <laughs> tirade of the fact that yesterday on the first of July, I was waiting for Verizon in our apartment for two hours. They called me at the end of the two hours and said, we're not going to be able to service you today. And I was pissed. Yeah. So I am waiting for them to come and... Right. You're sitting on a hardwood floor. You're drinking water out of the tap, out of the faucet. No cups. (laughs) No cups, no chairs, no furniture, no nothing. Like a hot apartment that I'm waiting to cool down right. so I can run the air conditioning. Oh my it god, sucked. that's yeah, the worst. It was like 90 degrees. Wow, I'm just surprised you didn't call like earlier. I know. I just would assume that like, if Verizon says they're coming from two to four and they text me every single day uh-huh. asking me to confirm the appointment, right? I would imagine that they're worried that I'm going to cancel, right? Because they're just making sure that they have all their ducks in a row and they have it's a busy season for them, so they want to make sure that they're servicing all of their people. So I get a call from the dispatcher an hour and 45 minutes into the two hour waiting period. And she starts by just being like, sir, I'm not gonna be able to help you. And we're not gonna be able to send anybody out there today. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, pissed. I've now been sitting here, I'm pissed. I could have been sweating. helping move. I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah, which I am not a happy person when I'm hot. Oh, same. I'm all. like an angry bitch when no. I'm hot. And so I'm just like sitting here and I just immediately like had to berate her because I was so pissed off. Like she was trying to calm me down, but she was trying to calm me down by saying I understand and she was talking over me. Right, like cutting you off. Cutting me off. Yeah. And I was totally pissed. Which is so unacceptable. Like just that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, I don't I don't want you to understand. I want you to fix the problem. <laughs> I want you to reimburse me of some sort. Oh, yeah. Again, my time. Yeah, my husband works hourly. Can you pay his hourly <laughs> shift that he took off today waiting for you? Right. Yeah, like dramatic, but I'll say it. So um, I am waiting and I said, well, well, let me, why don't, let me talk. You right. know, why don't you stop interrupting me? And I said, I just want you to understand. I've been waiting here for two hours. I customer service representatives must be like, just like therapists at this point. Well, like, I, I just like right. wonder, like you didn't need to tell her that and nothing you said was going <laughs> to 
Nothing, nothing I said was going to change anything. anything. But you just had to say it, and she I had, had and she had to listen. She had to listen because I needed to get it <laughs> off my chest. And so oh. I, you know, took off work today. Been waiting for you. Could have been helping move. Now we're racking up hours with the movers, right? Like because I'm not there helping. So we're like she's down like, a body. I understand. So I understand. I understand. I, understand. <laughs> I said, well, I don't, I'm not sure that you do. <laughs> Stop. You didn't. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that you do understand. My husband works hourly, and he you took off work you, for this. You said that? Yeah, and, and she said, I said, and now you're telling me that you are canceling 15 minutes before the window is up? Right. And she goes, well, sir, I'm not canceling. I'm rescheduling. Oh. I was bitch. on fire. <laughs> I said, well, it's funny because rescheduling after 72 hours sounds like a cancellation to me. Yeah. Yeah. My eyes squinted. I rolled my head the way I'm doing it right now. Right. And I nodded like. And you had neck neck sweat. Oh, neck sweat. Much like right now. Right. Right. So um, I don't particularly love moving. And I find that anytime I move, something like this sort of happens. And so while it was a successful move, like for me, for Jack, for, you know, we got our TV mounted on the wall. My brother-in-law came over, got us our floating shelves. Like, we're doing great, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things. Right. Like, it just is very frustrating because the last time we moved before, we, we moved from the city, which was a, a further move. Was that two years it ago? It was, yeah, three what? floors up. It was in the middle of winter over a year and a half ago. It was, like, February, so it was definitely cold that day. But the guys were like moving up and down. They were sweating. They were working their asses off, like lifting our stuff through. And I all of a sudden realized there's only one guy moving the stuff. You only had one mover? No. We had two movers and a truck driver. And there was only one guy like doing the manual labor. I saw two at the beginning, but then I don't know what happened to the other guy. So I'm like kind of just wondering and I like walk outside and ma- yeah, I, I like to watch the moving truck especially in the city to make sure like nothing gets taken right, out of it right, I don't right. know just we, that, that we, we move our personal stuff in the car but just you never know right 100% and so I am I've never heard going, this story no you've never heard the story I'm walking back up to our apartment and I notice the bathroom door is closed oh no and in the, your apartment yeah how long had it been since you don't you didn't even know I don't even know I don't even know how long it had been but long been. enough for you to notice that he wasn't there that he wasn't there so it was probably 20 or 30 minutes right the mover was taking a poop <gasps> oh and like not a not a nice one not a nice one not he a, was in it, pain. it wasn't a touch and blush no it was not <laughs> there was no ghost poopy there like it was full on must have been murderous in that bathroom also I'm not sure we had toilet paper left in there. Stop. Maybe like, that maybe that's what took him so long. Oh, was he just like wait, like look I don't looking <laughs> for things to use. Was he like in the bathtub, like using yeah, it as yeah. a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just like I found that like every time I've moved there's been some sort of crazy situation like that. Wait, can and we I pause on like, that for one second? Yeah. So there's this like tw- I don't know if you read this on Twitter or, like a long time ago, but this story about this girl who was like on her first date with this guy and she took a shit in the bathroom and his <laughs> his toilet was clogged. And her like She clogged it? Or I don't know if she clogged it or whatever, but the piece of <laughs> <laughs> 
a piece of poop like wouldn't go down like it was just sitting there like floating there and so she was like oh my god what the fuck am I gonna do like I really like this guy it's going really well whatever so she apparently I don't know if this is real but this was like on Twitter she apparently takes the piece of poop wraps it in toilet paper puts it in her purse no 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 and then goes outside like zips her purse up goes out back out and it's just like sitting there finishing the date and she's like I have a piece of poop like in my <laughs> put it away she didn't know what to do with it but what is she gonna do throw it in the like garbage like you can't do that were they in a restaurant no it was in his house so why did you just like put it in the front lawn like in the bushes but like what do you mean like it was you can't like do she can't leave the apartment and come back like that's weird oh yeah i guess she couldn't walk outside so she was just holding <laughs> and then she was like yeah and he was sitting there like flirting with me being so nice and all i can think about is this piece of poop that's in my purse how oh she got, she washed her hands i was gonna say how did she right i mean i don't know the logistics of what happened but oh, like i won't say that just reminded me of like that i mean i won't say i don't have a similar situation stop i know we can get real 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 right now <laughs> Am I ready of, for am I ready for that? Are yeah, we unpacking moving? Like yeah, we're gonna unpack moving, but let's unpack this moving. This is something that Okay, okay, okay. I Okay. So I've done a lot of work in the Dominican Republic. Also, you have IBS. Also I have IBS. <laughs> Third world food mixed with first world dietary issues <laughs> does not equal a happy situation for anyone. No. So I have a repository of poo stories about my time in the Dominican that I imagine will come out throughout the course of these podcasts. I have another one after you're done. But the one the one that is most egregious Oh no. Is similar to putting the poop in your in your purse. Okay. Keep going. So my first time I lived there for an extended period of time was for three months. So I spent 90 days living in the Dominican. Which we all know, because if you listen to the coming, podcast, the coming, out, talked about it. The coming oh. out episode. Oh yeah, true. Yes. Um, so we were living there for three months and it was like my first week there and we were doing a lot of work on the property we lived on. Had you ever been there before? I had been there before, but I had never lived there for that long. Okay. Like I had never been not there, not with a volunteer group. This was me being a staff member oh. for a nonprofit down there. So I was working around the, pro working around the property, trying to get it ready for the group. So we were cleaning things up. We were like cleaning up cow poop. Like we oh. were, Oh yeah, it was wild. I mean, yeah, but it was just a lot of time in the sun and you know, Dominican in May is pretty fucking I can't even imagine. And yeah. Pretty humid. And so I came down with like a dehydration sickness of sorts, you know? So I got a hugely bad headache. Ooh, those, yeah, like a dehydration headache. Yes. Those are the worst. I couldn't look up. I couldn't look down. I couldn't look side to side. Like, it felt like, Ooh, a, like a migraine. Kind of a yeah. migraine mixed with dehydration, mixed with an upset stomach, and just total pure body exhaustion. So I'm <laughs> working on the property. I'm like, I need to go to the hospital. So I go to the hospital. Wow. Like, I'm feeling <clears throat> like shit. And I get to the hospital and they tell me they need a blood sample. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Take like whatever you need. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> take a syringe. They take out my blood uh -huh. and then they're going to get a little like canister to put it in. I watch them scratch someone else's name off of the canister 
and put my blood into that little vial. What? So like the hospital was so depleted of supplies that they had to reuse materials. Wow. So just crazy side note on healthcare in the Dominican, but I watched this happen and I'm like, there's no way this test is going to be accurate. Like there's, right, there's right, no right, way right. that they are going to be able to diagnose me with a blood sample or whatever. So two days go by still feeling like shit. They tell me that the results were invalid. They couldn't find anything. Not that I'm not sick, but they couldn't find anything. Well, so I was worried, you know, about any litany of diseases that right. exist, mosquito board diseases that exist down there, or like cholera and dysentery from like the fucking water. Oh um, God, so, yeah. um, I then, they tell me that they need me to come back in and they need me to give them a stool sample. Oh God. So just before that, because I couldn't stop shitting my brains out, I took a bunch of Imodium. Oh no. So you like couldn't go. So I couldn't go to the bathroom. So I get into this hospital. Oh, do they give you like an enema or something? No, I wish. I wish they were sophisticated enough to give me an enema. I get into this hospital and they're like, we need a stool sample from you. And they yeah. give me a little, like, tin, like, to, like, try to poop in. But obviously, at this point, like, I've got nothing left in me. So I try to go in the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom. There's nowhere to, like, wash my hands, nowhere to do anything. They like, didn't the give you the, like, Miralax, like, laxatives? No, no. Like, I don't really... I mean, I think that's a thing down there, but it wasn't at this particular hospital. Mm -hmm. So I can't do anything. And they're like, we'll come back in a few hours. So I go. I eat lunch. And whatever happened, my body, like, fully unlocked itself. Stop! What did you eat? Oh, fried chicken off the side of the road. Oh, okay. Like, so yeah. maybe that did it. Yeah. Like, probably not fully cleaned. And I always love a, a good salad down there. But, like, the vegetables Ooh, are notoriously yeah. not washed. Not washed. Yeah. Yeah. So, I... The only thing I have is, like, that is like a container that I can... No! <laughs> bottle like how big is the container of snapple iced tea <laughs> that wait what that was all i had wait 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 a, bo a bottle of snapple iced tea like the glass bottle of snapple tea <laughs> oh. it's peach flavored where were you like why was there no bathroom no no there was a bathroom but i wasn't gonna go put my hands into the toilet Oh, like I see. I had, you still needed the stool sample. Okay, a, I was lost for a oh second. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, oh, I could have pooped easily into a toilet and like fished it out. Oh. But it was happening so quickly. I was like, let me just <laughs> put this bottle under here like a running faucet. And oh, so I pooped into the Snapple bottle. And it definitely like didn't make it into the Snapple bottle. It did. Like 20% of it made it in there. Yes. The rest of it was... All over your hands. All over my hands. <laughs> <laughs> all over my hands. Oh my gosh. So wait, where are you at this point? I'm just in the bathroom, like in a. In Is our there staff like house. running water? Yeah. So like okay. there, I wash my hands. Like I'm soap. like good shower, you know. Right. <laughs> just like take care of everything, and so then I go back to the hospital with the Snapple bottle <laughs> shut. <laughs> And I put it in my backpack. <gasps> Paul! I walk just, you know. And you're just like carrying. Over the hospital. Oh my God. And I get there 
And they're like, oh, oh, you're Paul. Like, you're the American. You know, I stick out like a sore thumb. Right. This is not a hospital. This is a clinic that is like open air. You right, know? right, yeah. Yeah, we're treating other people with mosquito-borne illnesses, yet like right. the windows are totally open. And you're like 6'3 so, and like white. <laughs> yeah, can't even fit on the bed. You know? <laughs> right. Like the bed is designed for like yeah. small Dominicans. So I, and then sitting there and they're like, oh, you're the American. Like, oh, we, here's your script. Here's your medication. Here's your whatever. They didn't need to do any other tests on me. Okay. So Did you give just, them the poop? No. <laughs> so, Wait, but why not? Like, you went through all I of forgot. this. What do you mean you forgot? Because I'm trying to, like, speak Spanish. I'm trying to make sure I'm okay. You forgot that you have a Snapple full of shit in, yes. your, back, in your book bag. So then, like, my friend Ben and I, like, go and get lunch somewhere. And does Ben know that what's in your bag? He knows it's in there because he <laughs> fucking saw me, like, not poop, but he Aww. saw it happen. My God. So then we just like walk around for the rest of the day. We're like getting food, getting beer, whatever. Like at this point, I'm like, oh, thank God I have medication. You know, I just feel like shit. And I'm like starting to come around, whatever. And then we go back to the staff house, like a little tipsy. And I'm just sitting there and he's like, it kind of smells like shit in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it does. Like, doesn't it smell like farts? <laughs> And then, like, both of us in this, like, drunken stupor realize at the same time, he goes, did you ever take that Snapple bottle out of your bag? So I get it. It like, ew, it's, like, warming in there. Oh, it had heated up in the Dominican sun. What did you, Paul, I'm going to vomit. I picked it up, and I just threw it into the grass. Right. I mean, because what, what else are you supposed to do? Matter. But I also have a poop story very similar to that girl. I don't know if that story is going to make it in the edit. Maybe, maybe not. But I have I one have I have it. one more. It's not about me, but it was like from this weekend. I was at the beach this weekend with a bunch of people. And this one guy, I don't know how we got on the subject. <laughs> he was like talking about how they were moving. Oh, they were moving out, actually. Oh, no. They were moving out of their apartment and he was like, I went into the bathroom and there was literal diarrhea. Like he's no. like, I don't even know how it was physically possible. He was like, it was all over the back wall. Like literally he was like, somebody would have had to like put their butt like on the wall. He's like, I don't even, there were like, like a, there like were a, there were drips. Like, like a all, <laughs> yes. He was like, there were <laughs> drips, droplets, like a trail, whatever. So oh. he was like, <laughs> He was like, I was so fucking pissed off that I made everyone bend over. And he was like, listen, I'm sniffing asses. I got to figure out who was the culprit here. And he made, he literally made everyone bend over and like sniff their butts to see like. What? Try and Did he sniff your butt? No, I wasn't there. Oh. This was just like a story he was telling. Oh he was my like, God. Yeah. I, uh, he was like, I had to figure out who did it. He's like, I never figured it out, but he like and people were there that who's like asses he sniffed and they were like yeah no he they literally made me pump <laughs> bend over and he's I'm it. Listen, I'm not trying to kink shame people, but that's fucking weird. <laughs> that's so weird. That's so weird. Oh my god. I don't get it. Like there's something about poop and there's some correlation with moving. When I was visiting an apartment around here, we were looking at like a million different places. You know, we had spent days on days on end on Zillow, just like trying to find right, the right, right place. I go into this place, like it looks super nice from the outside. They're like recently remodeled. I get there. There's an eviction notice on the door. So clearly whoever was there before <laughs> was evicted. Right. I walk in and I am immediately greeted with the stench of urine. And I'm like, oh, Ew. Like, I'm thinking they had a cat or something that they right. just hadn't cleaned yet. 
No, it's like the, the real estate agent is showing me the house, and I walk into the bathroom. And there's fucking piss, piss in, in the, the toilet. toilet. I've had that too. Really? Yes, I've walked really? into a bathrooms where there's pee in the toilet. When you're visiting a place to like live. Yep, yep, that happened to me when I was looking for my not my current place, but my place before. The place before. Yeah. I think. Um, <laughs> that I just don't understand how that's a thing. It's disgusting. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, just go flush the toilet. Go flush the toilet. Like, yeah, like, and you're a person, you're supposed to be, like, the person who keeps it clean and makes sure that it's attractive to rent and is easily sellable. I guess in Philly they don't care because the market is good enough. Or, like, I guess they're showing it to so many people and, like, if you're seeing a house and, like, you really have to pee. And there's obviously no toilet paper because, like, there's nothing right, in the house. Right. Well, like, like no you're gonna... toilet paper does not equal not flushing. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Like, I, I mean... Yeah, like, that has nothing to do with it. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. That is so weird. Yeah. Oh, my God. Moving. Anyway, what are more of your nightmare stories? I don't want to share any more of those on this podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think I'm ready. But they're funny. Yeah, but there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, like one time I shook somebody's hand and I, like... <laughs> I can't share that story. Okay, we don't have to go there. Nope. Yeah, yeah we so can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah like we um, we're not drunk enough for that no not at all i do need to definitely refill yeah same oh all right and we're back so real meat of this podcast today we're talking about moving <laughs> yeah the actual topic <laughs> You just moved. I, I did. I just moved. I did just move. You just you did just move. Where did you move? I moved in with my boyfriend. Ooh. Um So you're broken up now. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, like the first couple of days I'm learning are an adjustment. Oh really? Not like an adjustment, yeah. just like, you know, your everyday little things that you have to figure out now like as a couple or as a pair. What do you mean? Like what? Like laundry, for example, like we got, he got so mad at me because I, I do his laundry all the time because I, I have a weird thing about laundry. I like, I don't like when my hampers are full. It like gives me anxiety. Wow. Do you? you? Would hate me. Oh, I hate it when it's full, but I just still don't do it. No, it gives me the worst. Like I can't have them full. <laughs> oh yeah. So you've been doing his laundry. So I like, do his anyway. laundry. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And like, I don't know what if his gets washed or like dried. So I put his like jeans in the dryer. Oh. <laughs> he was so mad. You got him a new pair of capris? Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> Man, that's So sucks. he was so mad. And now he's at home like trying to figure out what laundry I need him to do. Right. Um, right. But yeah, no, it's an adjustment. And like cooking, you know, it's just now it's rather than for one person, it's now for two. And like you're constantly on top of each other it's just it's different like yeah. it's just i mean it's great like it's so much more convenient and like i'm so happy and like our lives are like this is where the direction it was going anyway but it's def there's definitely a learning curve i think when you move in so. with a significant other for sure yeah. and that's not like a bad thing no and i think like what's interesting is i think about some of the things i learned about jack and and myself i think too i think i didn't realize how much alone time i needed mm -hmm. um because i always used to think it was weird with when some of my friends needed so much alone time um i'm I, the same i'm just right there with you right yeah like i when i was living at home with my parents i didn't realize that the time i spent in my bedroom was alone time. Yeah. I thought it was just me getting away from my parents, you know, like just normal teenage young right. adult things. I, I don't want to sit around and hang out with them all the time. 
not realizing that that was like my recovery from my everyday yeah, life, you know? Right. And I think when we first moved in together, um, we were in like a 600 square foot apartment in the city that didn't have an outdoor space. And so there was never really any opportunity to have alone time where you couldn't hear the other person in the other room. Cause I think that's part of it too. Yeah. It's like privacy as well as alone time Yeah, and maintaining privacy while you're living with someone else. Like I think, which there like just is none. No, there's no, yeah, there's, there's really not bathroom time. Bathroom is nope. Yeah. I mean, like when we had two bathrooms, I would be like, Hey, I'm going to go in here and take a bath. Like, please don't come in. You know? Yeah. Like I just want to have myself and my alone time, a glass of wine, a book, music, whatever it was, candles on. Like, you know, what's like so funny as you're talking about this, like I, yeah, I'm the same way. I need like alone time and I'm fine to just like do whatever, sit in the bedroom while Mike's like watching TV. But sometimes like I'll be laying there or like doing something, folding laundry, doing something. And I, I just know like after a certain amount of time that goes by, like, maybe 10, 15 minutes, like he just comes like walking in and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, no way. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like, where have you been? I'm like, I'm in here just, you know, doing things. And he's like, miss you. And I'm like, okay, miss you too. Oh, no, it's really cute. But that's like, really cute. It's cause I, you're just moving I'm in just, together. Yeah. Like I can, he's always just like, he just, he's always like checking on me, like missing huh. me or something. But yeah, I'm sure. Cause he's used else. to you being there as a guest versus being right. there as someone who lives there. Yeah, but you know? like, yeah, it's definitely an adjustment. We like moved in together. We cook, nah, I cook a lot. He helps me cook sometimes, but we walk to the gym together or we run outside together and then we come home and we shower together. And like, mm-hmm. it, it's a pretty, it's like a smaller apartment. It's not like tiny, small, yeah. but I mean, it's mm-hmm. in one bedroom. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's really, really good. But yeah. there's just some like learning curves. Yeah. What do you think are some of like, what's the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself since yeah. you moved in? Um, oh, that's a good question. Mm. I, I don't know what my answer is. So here's the something that like bothers me. And I think this is, it's just um, like, I think it's just like the new age of like what a family or like gender roles like play in a relationship. Yeah. I'm so not here for like, I do the laundry, I do the cooking, I do the cleaning, like I do all that. Like because you're a woman. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm so not, and I get annoyed when I feel like I'm being. Um, you're like falling I'm, I'm into taking, that, or yeah, like I'm taking it on too much, and I'm falling into that. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes, like sometimes, I'm super happy to like cook dinner because I actually really like to cook and I like to bake and I yeah. like being in the kitchen. But who the fuck wants to do that every night? Exactly. So well, then, I'm some people, but so then so you know he'll be like, "What's for dinner?" I'm like, "What do you mean, what's for dinner?" <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you make yourself some dinner. I'm like, girl, you moved in a week ago. Oh, right. No. <laughs> no, but we've been basically living yeah, together. For yeah. Like, since he purchased that place. Yeah, which yeah. has been like a year. So yeah. this is just yeah, yeah exactly. But. <laughs> Just want to be a disclaimer. You didn't move in, and then within the first week, you felt like you oh, were living in gender roles. No. <laughs> You're like, I do everything around here. I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been living there. I've been there like four or five times a week for the past six months. Right. I mean, right. like, li- yeah. yeah, basically living there. there. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, that's that's something that we're you know navigating. That I like some you know, and I need to figure out a, how to communicate that because. How do I, you know, like, as a, how do I want to cook sometimes? And then other times I'm like, screw that. Like, and, and how do you communicate with that person that like, right. hey, you're up tonight? You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's one thing that's like, I'm navigating through our relationship. Yeah. I think that we have something similar. Like when Jack and I first moved in together, 
because of our situation, because he wasn't working, I kind of felt like, okay, I'm, I'm the sole provider for this family right now, you know? Um, and I am the one bringing in the money right now. I'm the only one paying rent right now. And so I'm not going to cook. I'm not going to clean. He has all day to do that because he can't work. Right. But not realizing that he was probably going through his own challenges of being unemployed, you know? Right, right. And that was one of the biggest learnings we had is because I didn't see him during the day. And so when you're unemployed and you're waking up at like 10, 11 o'clock, you're sort of moseying around until noon with your coffee. And he literally couldn't apply for any jobs. It doesn't, right. you know, he didn't have the ability to work. So how are you going to fill your time fill your time and for him those first few months which were probably would have been crucial for him to dive in he just sort of sat back mm-hmm. and wanted to get comfortable mentally but actually made himself uncomfortable mentally yeah because he didn't realize he was going through anxiety depression right. feeling of worthlessness by not having a job yeah 100% which is weird because i think that's such an american thing to be like, oh, my job is like my worth. And it's not that your job's your worth exactly. No, but you and Paul, I mean, I'm sorry, <clears throat> you and Jack are very like passionate people and you find passion through the various works works that you do. Right, like, whether it's my job or, or another. profit or whatever. This, like, yeah. He's a very social person. Like right. for him to just sit in a house and like not be able to, you know, jo- his job is, is his socialization too for him. So, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like him working on a cruise ship for so long. It was engaging with guests all day. It was engaging with staff members all day. It was engaging with tourists all day, you know, and then it was putting on a show, being behind a microphone, you know, constantly having to be on and then to go from literally a hundred to zero. Exactly. And like from my friend Ashley, who works on a cruise ship or worked on a cruise ship, excuse me. She's like, you literally work from like six o'clock in the morning till like 12 o'clock at night and like yes. you get like yeah. five hours of sleep and the people that you work with are also your friends so it's just like this like high school yeah so it's, it's like just high like school 24 ad- 7 yeah. yeah yeah so like it's going from that to sit in a new country where you're not allowed to work or do anything that's got yeah definitely hard but i also see your side too because you're like uh shit i have to like provide i have to make money like we need to like how whatever you want to put food on the table right so yeah like, like i'm internalizing that own stress of now of like oh my god i'm now providing for two people right and we never had the chance to live together before we were married we got married and then moved in we had to get married within like 24 hours so and then moved in together right away and i think like that forced us to adapt our relationship pretty quickly and realize when we were adapting in a wrong way. And I I think like maybe not the wrong way, but not in the path that was probably optimal. So like of Jack doing all the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry, you know, the mail, like every single thing, every household chore he was doing. And then me coming home and being exhausted from a three hour commute and a day long of work, I wasn't going to be helpful or supportive. Uh, You know, he didn't know what I was going through every day. So how could he be super helpful or supportive? So we're just trying to empathize with each other without really understanding what the other was going through. And it was really interesting because I feel like that shaped our relationship and our communication later on down the road. Because when he did get a job, those that first month or two he was working, it was like, oh, the house is a mess now. Right. <laughs> oh, all of my clothes are wrinkled. Like, oh. They're all over the floor. We haven't bought groceries in a month. And we've right. been eating out because of pure convenience. So we learned so much about our relationship by 
going through one of us not working and one of us working and like managing a household like how you're gonna live together it's like right figure yeah figuring that out is like a legit thing yeah and i think that it's it's interesting because i remember when we were first talking with you about moving in with mike you were worried and felt like you should probably wait a little while longer even though you wanted to be with him just because it's important to like be on your like be on your own and like not having to move in because moving in in the straight community seems to be a little bit of a bigger deal than moving in in the gay community. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's it, part of that might be because of those gender roles. Well, and es- like, well, yeah, and especially well, my mom doesn't you know care. I mean, my mom's very flexible. Like she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She's ha- she's totally happy for me, but in her like in his parents' mind, his parents are very um, traditional. They're Greek Orthodox. Like they just have an older kind of more traditional mindset. So I think for him. It, it was more that way of like, oh, this is... I have to tell them. This is like a serious step. This isn't something to do with anyone. And obviously, I feel the same way. Like, I wouldn't just, like, move in with anyone. I mean, that's just me. I wouldn't just move in with someone I'd been dating for a few months or something. Like, I just wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there was definitely some... Not, I don't want to say the word hesitation. It's not hesitation. It's just a caution. Like, right, I like think, what what does this mean if we move in together? Yeah, or yeah. just like, you know, having to tell his parents was kind of a thing. And I mean, but here we are. Yeah, I know. It's interesting. I didn't, I don't know if like. Whereas I told my mom, I mean, I don't know. But then again, you know, my dad passed away. I don't, I don't, I think he would want, my dad wasn't super traditional. I think he would want me to move in with someone before we, we got married. Yeah, test that out. Test it out. Like, I think it's an important, again, like you navigate these waters. It's important to figure out if you can or can't do it for the yeah. long haul. So I think yeah. he would have been, I would have had his blessing. But being that it's my mom, she was just kind of like, oh, you know, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. yeah, live your life. And I, I think it's interesting. Like, I feel that there were probably times during that first year where Jack and I were living together. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, how did we get into this? You know, how, like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if this is right. But it was yeah. just like, we're growing and we're learning through this. Yeah. And it's the a weird thing to say to your friends at the time. Like, I'm worried that I made the wrong decision. Right. They're like, what? You know, it's it's like, what? You moved in with the wrong, like, oh my God. Like, cause that's like such a typical thing you would see in Hollywood. But it's like, really what I'm saying is like, holy fuck, I didn't realize that this would be this hard. No, but even like, I mean, I'm sure I'm not married and you know, you're married, but you're newly married. Cohabitating. Right. I'm yeah, sure yeah. like people go through that in marriage. I mean, I, I would assume like, uh, every couple uh, every once in a while like i think it's so. just like a natural part of i think just like being with the same person your whole life it's just like yeah i don't know no i think you're right i think a lot of people go through that more often than they think like people always say right and people always yeah. say like marriage is so hard it's work like you have to like literally work on it yeah and so i don't think it's, it's this like fantasy thing where like i i think it's more like a co- it's just more of a commitment than like destiny or something. Do you know what I mean? I think it's equal parts like destiny, like soulmate, but equal, like if not more, like the commitment part. Right. It's not a fantasy. Like I always thought, and that's, I think growing up, wait, like really? that's been the, oh. that's been the harshest reality for Let's me. Let's unpack that. Yeah. It's like, I just, I don't know. I thought marriage was like this, like soulmate fairy tale, like undying, like love thing. And, and it is like, obviously it is. It is. But it's, yeah. But it's also just like reality. Yeah. And also like sh- that's fucking sugarcoated. Right. Yeah. And I just like never, yeah. I'm just realizing that now, like as I get older and I 
no more married couples and like you know it's just funny like married couples banter and like just ma- all marriages are different you know learning about mike's parents marriage learning about my parents marriage mm-hmm. like yeah it's just really crazy to like to think about yeah i think that so many people are sold on the fantasy what i what i tell myself now though is that people are coming around like people are dropping the jaded perspective they have of hollywood and hollywood marriages because we have things like podcasts we have things like instagram we have things like right. media in a different way that we are so much now more connected to the idea of living with someone, being married with someone and making the right decisions. I hope and feel that our society is getting better at that because our parents' generation has an insanely high divorce rate. And I don't know what the divorce rate is for millennials necessarily, but I would have to think that it must be lower. Millennials and also people who are younger, older millennials or younger Gen X. Yeah, I don't know what it was about our parents' generation. Like why, I I don't know what it was. I would love to like, learn a little bit more about maybe why divorce rates are so high but was it the fact that like they wanted to just have kids and so they chose like I don't know what it was I don't know what it was either and I I feel like it was part society part pressure and it's some of those pressures that you're probably feeling of I have to be the woman who doesn't work and I have to like take care of my man and my man's gonna take care of me but financially and I'll take care of him emotionally like that's a narrative that was sold to us in a lot of different TV shows that I'm not no and I feel like like doing no and I feel like the podcast community is a little bit of like a rebellion community because it's designed to be a raw reflection on especially this podcast I think we're trying to to find like a raw reflection on humanity relationships anxiety depression yeah. like hopefully we're now more talking about this stuff that we don't feel like we're slipping into those mistakes of marrying yeah. someone we didn't need to marry now yeah relationships can change and i don't want to anyone yeah. who feels that they're in a bad relationship and needs to get out of it or is considering a divorce or is divorced or had to go through a time where they were going through therapy i don't that's not what i'm saying here what i what i what I'm trying to say is that I think that we're going through a change as a society that is allowing us to be, I think, a little bit more cognizant of mistakes, of yeah. potential mistakes. And maybe not even a mistake is the right word, because who knows? Like, what if in 10 years all of a sudden I'm divorced because Jack and I grew up, grew apart, and something else happened? Like, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. But isn't that possible like looking at the trend of people like all of your friends who are married now there's probably a good chance that 30 to 40 percent of them will be divorced right it's just so crazy isn't that crazy and so i feel like and like how do you not like get scared like that's and i think that's why i i'm you know mike and i are taking it very slow like yes i've moved in we've been dating for two years but like i'm in no rush right now to like i don't need a ring on my finger right now and i think because i'm just like right I can't believe like the divorce rate is 50%. Like, how am I supposed to know? Like this, like this is the, how do I know? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, and is it also, scares me. Is it also okay to like not know a hundred percent get married and then get divorced? Like I, I I think society would tell you most of society, I think would tell you that that's wrong to me. I'd be like, if my friend was getting a divorce, I'd be like, congratulations, you know, because you're making a change that is, in the long run, probably going to be better yeah. for you. I mean, obviously, I would never want to. No, I wouldn't. Sometimes I just life don't want to deal with that. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I don't know, but it's just all so interesting to think about. But yeah, those are some of the things like, but I'm realizing now, that like, run through I, your head. Yeah, like, or like I live together and I'm like, you, ch- you pick your battles too. It's like, uh, I'm trying to think of a situation. I don't know, but like, like you picking just, your battles you, with, you in terms of like what you're things yeah, like right. on just even just little things like mm-hmm. you just have to pick, you know, not pick someone, but like you need to make sure that the person that you're with, like you openly communicate and like you're on the same page. You're willing to make sacrifices for one, one, one another. You're willing to commit to things. And I just don't. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. As I get older, I realize it's not crazy, you know, head over heels. So you're the only one I ran into you like <laughs> <laughs> whatever, like in a different country. And like we're soulmates. Uh-huh. It's just yeah. it's more of like a reality, like commitment. My Aunt Lisa described it to me as is that she said, you're just committing to go through the challenges of life together. Together, Right. And that's very simple, but like great very way simple, to put but it. very powerful. And she's also divorced. So, right. You know, what she's finding now is that in her true partner, in her current husband, she's feeling like she's stomached a lot with him. They've done a lot together. They've gone through a lot together. And I'm not talking about just them, like their families. And so what they're learning is that they need each other to get through these situations. And I think I'm very naive. I I don't think that Jack and I have really had a situation of real, true hardship yet. Like, I think we went through times that are challenging for us, but I think in the the grand scheme of life, we're lucky our families are alive, our families are in good health, our friends are very supportive and loving. But at some point, like your life does start to change and life does start to throw hurdles at you. And so you're trying to find someone who's there to help get you through it. Right. And I feel like living together is that first step. Moving in together is that first step. And if you don't do that, I would, if I didn't do that, I would have a significant amount of anxiety about the person that I spent my life with. Like for, I just don't understand how you get married before you move in. I don't know either. Oh my God. I don't know either. My parents didn't. Really? My parents, yeah, yeah. I my don't parents know didn't. how it's just like that's like scary. I don't know. Like it's terrifying. Like how would we possibly know all of the little different right, quirks, quirks and mannerisms and things? Like I know that Jack likes to just sit with his feet up, quiet, like playing his Nintendo on the couch, and he likes to watch TV with me. But he doesn't actually watch. He just sits there like on his phone. But he wants to like. That's me. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm the Jack. I don't know. I don't know. We're like a weird blend, I yeah. think. Um, I I just find it interesting because like, at first you'd be like, if you were dating someone and they were playing with their phone on your couch and like playing with video games, you'd be like, this is all they fucking do. Oh my God. You know, right. Like, that's not really like how it no, is. It's like, just, it's just like, you there's learn. a lot of time in life to spend together. Like not every moment needs to be spent like loving each other, fucking each other. Or, yeah. Like, you know, right. like I, and I just think like, I know so many people who are in such amazing relationships and marriages with open dialogue that all I want out of like a partner is an open, happy, supportive, supportive, communicative relationship. Yeah. Is like to me. And I, I don't know, like I think you have to find that out by living with someone because like you do learn like, 
I don't rinse out the sink after I shave. And Jack fucking hates that. Oh my God. That's, I'm literally Jack. (laughs) Because Mike does the same thing. And I'm like, get your pubes. Even though they're not pubes. They (laughs) look. face pubes. Yeah, they literally look like little face pubes. I'm like, get them out of the sink (laughs) now. Like it's my, one of my biggest pet peeves. I was watching the episode of Schitt's Creek. If you haven't watched it yet, like I highly suggest you do because it's such a good show. Listeners, TM, please watch Schitt's Creek. There's this one episode where they're talking about the little annoyances that each other has because they're like crammed in this little hotel room the mom and dad mm. moira and uh i forget his johnny name. rose johnny rose and <laughs> <laughs> they talk about the little annoyances or whatever and they're talking about it um but yeah like you definitely figure those things out and then i was asking mike i'm like oh what are my little annoyances or things that bother you and did he say nothing no he was like it, his was dumb like he's like <laughs> <laughs> oh 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 was it oh his was dumb yeah <laughs> no but listen you'll think it's dumb okay he's like whenever i always because i'm the one that like does i wash the no actually we we equally do it but whatever sometimes like wash the dishes. i'll wash the dishes and like the um the dishwasher will be full or it'll be clean or something so i'll, I'll put like a towel down <laughs> let them dry like air dry he's like why the fuck do you do that like just dry them i'm like i'm already doing the dishes like isn't that enough <laughs> like that's dumb. No, sometimes it's hard to wash and dry at the same exactly. time exactly Ex- that was what he's because i'm like i always <laughs> clean so he's he can't say i don't clean right i'm cleaning i just them. i just don't clean enough in that portion <laughs> of the house <laughs> that's so funny because I actually pull a mic and I say the same thing to Jack. I'm like, if you're going to take the time to do the dishes, can you just dry them and put them away? Because they're not, they're going to sit there for three days. No. And yes, I could dry them myself, but I don't want to. Oh my God. I'm the Jack and you're the mic. Yeah. But I also cook. So our rule is like, if you cook, the other person does the dishes. Yeah. Mike does that too. Yeah. I tend to cook more than Jack does. So I'm like, fucking do it, but put them away. But I get it. Cause like also when I do the dishes, I do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I cook and, and Mike does the dishes. Oh, I find that so funny. Like there's, again, hair, there's so many I have really, little things. My, I have really long hair. So my hair is just like all over the apartment, but I vacuum, mm-hmm. but that's so funny. I know. I just think like the little things like Jack loves to have a well-made bed. I couldn't give a fuck if yep. the bed is made. Me. That's me. That you want the bed made? Not every day. Like every, I don't care for it every morning because like we're just getting out of work and blah, 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 blah. But like if I leave the house for an extended period of time or like for the weekend, like yes, I want a well-made bed. Yeah, I feel that. I get that. Like I like to come back to a clean house. Yes. Yeah. Maybe not clean, but like things are put away. And also I just bought really fucking expensive like sheets and like the way that I have to like make my bed is like torturous now. What? Sheets do you? I bought very expensive like bedware or whatever. From an, from an Instagram ad. No, from Blooming. Actually, did I? I don't know where I originally bought. <laughs> um, from like Blooming Deals, I spent like seven hundred dollars on bedding. No, I'm not. Like, kidding. does it include pillows, a comforter? No, it was just it was the shams, <laughs> the pillowcases, the not even the fitted sheet, just the flat sheet, and the oh. comforter. Oh, and then I also got this thing called like a. This like blanket that goes in between this flat sheet and the comforter, or I'm sorry, the duvet. It's a whole thing. A top sheet? Uh, is that what it's called? But it's like thicker. I forget what it's called. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, what that is. but yeah. it's really, really, it's really cool and like looks beautiful. But 
like now it requires I can't just like throw the sheets up, throw the comforter up. I have to like fold everything a certain way and like <laughs> oh my God. make sure the lines align. It's like bizarre. Yeah, so you paid more money and you have to do more work. Yeah, but I when I tell you these sheets are like sleeping Mike Mike's like, I can't thank you enough for buying these oh, sheets. Oh, so he likes them. Oh my oh, god, good. yeah. They're yeah. like sleeping on a like I'm sleeping in a pillow every night. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because I like we got a Casper mattress. Right. Like we just tightened the screws on our bed frame, so now it doesn't creak at all when I'm like yeah. breathing, and it's like that is like a whole other thing like that we've learned about living together is like the bedding and what makes comfortable bedding, like uh-huh. what my comfort level is in bedding because I have a high body temperature, so I sweat. Yes, Jack I sweat has, too. Yeah, and Jack has a lower body temperature, so he likes to be wrapped up at night. And like for me, I like to be wrapped up, but like I need to have like my legs free. I need, like it has, yeah. it has to be a light fan blanket. Fan has to be on. Oh, fan, has to be two at, fans. Like, a certain yeah. degree, yeah. yeah. I need to be inhaling like a, a humidifier, <laughs> yes. like, and, like with an ice pack on my head. And what I've noticed about Jack is that he needs like a different type of blanket. So for the past two years, we've been using two separate comforters. What? Is, Wait, I know why? a lot of people think that that's weird. Like I don't even notice it. I'm gonna go check that out. Like, yeah. So he just—it's not out yet. Oh. But yeah. So he has like a a fleece like duvet blanket. Like that's yeah. And I just have like a quilt because I like the quilt because it's like heavier. It's a little. It's heavier but not warmer. Why don't you get like a blanket that he just puts on his side and not your side? Uh. But that's like basically, I mean, right, kind of he, it, yeah, we have right. three comforters on our bed right now. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Cause we like, like different things. So we have like yeah. the comforter that makes the bed look pretty. And then we have the one that we can sleep with, but we each have a different one that allows us. You guys are like dogs sleep. or something. <laughs> I know. Like, like a doggy bed. Yes. I know. And what I noticed like is. Like you're different animals. Yeah. Like. So two, like he also doesn't like to be closest to the door because he has a fear that he's going to get like stolen. So Oh, see, Mike, in our household, it's like the one that's closest to the door is like, that's like the premium side because you get like a, a bed stand or I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Nightstand. Yeah. So we have a tiny bedroom now. Okay. So like, yeah, but we used to have two bed stands I'm on either side. I think it's funny. You just learn like little things about each other. Yeah moving in and I don't know like what my one thing like most valuable is like in terms of living together that I could share with you or with anyone else Hmm. I just feel like if you don't if you don't communicate with the people that you live with like I I don't know like I just feel like it's so easy for people to get frustrated and upset and like irritated by the way that you live and to be passive aggressive and not talk about it. But if you address it, like, Hey, I feel like I'm doing too many household chores or Hey, like my one thing to Jack was like, I don't like that you unplug the hairdryer every day. Like I just want to keep it plugged in. Like it's just fucking keep it plugged in, you know? And it's, it's a little simple thing, but a lot of people don't address that. And then that causes like angst in their relationship, I think. Yeah. Like, so moving moving in you're just sort of like oh it's gonna be perfect it's gonna be my fantasy we're finally doing this thing together but then you don't realize all the little challenges and if Mm -hmm. you don't address them as they happen you'll have a blowout fight when you both had a couple drinks and oh we've had that because everyone Mm -hmm. has periods where they talk more and talk less yeah but i feel like it it's it's helped us a lot more by just addressing something when it happens. Like, yeah. I like a clean line to my clothes in the morning, a clean line to the bathroom. Like, I don't like anything in my way. Like, I just need to be able to, like, get ready, 
What do you mean, like clothes on the ground? No, 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 just like shower, get ready, get out the door. Like it just has to be like seamless. Like yeah, I okay, can't have yeah. to dig for my shoes or dig for a shirt, right, right. dig for my keys or dig for a bag. It just has to be like there. there so I can head out the door. And recently when we've been packing and getting ready to move, I'm digging through stuff, like oh, I'm climbing yeah. over boxes and I'm like, this is just like not fucking Zen. And like my job is too difficult right now yeah. to not have my home life be easy. Zen. Like yeah. full Zen of like this morning I got ready and I just was like looking at myself in the mirror while I was like putting on deodorant and I was like, hmm, this is peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's you not. That, yeah. yeah, no. You need that know. time though. It's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, things are things are good in our household. I keep, but the the one thing I also keep saying is like sometimes I say Mike's apartment because I'm like still not used to the Ooh. fact that like I live there. Like, right. Right. Like sometimes I say our house, but then I'm, sometimes I'm like Mike's apartment. But I'm like, wait, no, that's our apartment. Um, but I also I'm not gonna start paying like I'm probably gonna pay like a little bit of rent once I once my lease on my current actual house is up. So maybe I think when I start like. I don't know what it you is. You have a little bit of like ownership in the place then. Yes. If you're, and yeah. that's what we, yeah. that's what I talked to him about. I was like, I know you don't want me to pay rent, but I kind of want to because I need to feel like I'm contributing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like Jack and I like went through the same thing of he's like, I don't know what value I bring to this house because I'm not paying you anything in rent. I feel like I'm just mooching. And I was like, well, to be honest, sometimes I do feel like you're just mooching. Like yeah. if I'm buying the groceries, I'm paying all the bills and I'm paying rent. Now, granted, it's because he wasn't working, so right, he had no right. control over didn't, that. He didn't have an income. Right, exactly. But it was like a real way to figure out how to share responsibility yep. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And one thing that was really helpful that we just did is like we broke down like the income that we bring to the family. So like we look at like holistically what our biweekly paychecks are mm -hmm. and then what percent of the family income is mine and what percent of the family income is Jack's. So collectively, what should our responsibility be towards the bills? So if well, you... should do that. Yeah, yeah, it was really helpful for us. So like if you contributed 50% of income, Mike contributed 50% of income, you would split rent evenly. Like for us, like I can, I contribute a little bit more in income. So Jack pays a little bit less than me in rent. So like, and it's just sort of like, it's yeah. not for every bill. Cause like, that's crazy, yeah. but it's just like finding a way for him to feel like he's paying his fair share so that he's contributing to like yeah the sustainability of our family and like yeah, the, the home smart. around like, us so take, yeah like, take his income and then my income and then like a certain percentage like equal percentages of that go towards certain things like household or whatever like exactly like an income yeah. tax sort of Ki kind of yeah sort of. it's like you're like residential tax yeah like and it was like kind of it was it was fun to do and it was like fun to look at those numbers like again i'm not gonna if he makes 40 percent and I make 60%, he's not going to pay 40% of the Pico bill, 40% of the electric bill, 40%. But just looking at flat rent, it was like, hey, I own this house too because I'm yeah. contributing proportionally what you are, you know? Yeah. Like, so we're both making sure we're making equal contributions in terms of where our work is. Now, sometimes when I'm mad, I'm like, bitch, you pay me more. You know, or like if I oh, like, yeah. bought more clothes, I'm like, I could use more money this month. But that's yeah. where you talk through that stuff and you're like solving challenges together. Like we haven't combined our bank accounts and I don't know that we have any intention of doing that. And that's another thing that people think can be weird. Like if you're not willing to like share your money, I'm like, no, I know a lot of married people yeah. who have separate bank accounts. Yeah, Like we share our money all the time. Like he right. pays for dinner. I pay for dinner. Like he pays for rent. I pay for it. It's just like, I don't feel like going no. and sitting at the bank when no. like we have a system that works for us right now. I don't know. 
I feel like we talked about <laughs> digestive issues, uh-huh. poop. We've talked moving. about moving. We've talked about like relationships. Challenges of moving in together. Yeah, and just like learning about your significant other. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like there's a whole thing to unpack with roommates. Like, And I don't know that I want to do that right now, but something... No. Later on, I would love to bring somebody in who still has roommates because, like, that will be... Who, like, Lindsay or anyone, anyone. I feel like bringing in somebody with roommates is, like, such a different perspective in terms of their daily life. Like sharing, Yeah, sharing your space, sharing a bathroom. And it's... I haven't done that in years. It's worse with roommates because it's not, like, your significant other where you can be, like, totally candid and just, like... You have to walk on eggshells and like, it's really weird. Yeah, you just don't want to like upset anybody because right. it's like, oh, I still have the rest of this lease with this right. bitch. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like not a Whereas nice way to look Whereas with your significant other, you're just like, yo, you're like, clean up your up fucking pubic hair out <laughs> yeah. of the sink. Yeah, can you stop being a dick? Yeah. Oh, one time, yeah, like there's like pee on the uh, toilet. I'm like, are you fucking kidding <laughs> Okay, I don't get that. I'm also a boy who sits down when he pees. Okay, yeah, my boyfriend doesn't do that. I he, no, it was apple. Why wouldn't you? It was a, if, after a few, like, I think glasses of wine or something, and he just, like, drunkenly pissed all <laughs> oh, over oh, the... Oh, I get that. Like, pissed all over the uh, toilet seat. Oh. It was on the back, but still, it's just, like, disgusting. No, it's disgusting. Like, it smells, and it's, like, yeah. yellow, and it, like, collects dust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it dries ah. out. It's bad. I know. It's bad. But, Boys are gross. Ugh. Yeah. I know. But speaking of it, like, this apartment's kind of gross right now. Mm-mm. But... Anyway. I feel like we unpacked a lot. I feel that we gave this episode a lot for where we are right now, but I am curious to see what people think about it mm-hmm. and what else they feel that we could touch on in terms of moving content, content moving, moving in with others, like sharing a bathroom, sharing a bedroom, square footage, space. Also, you know what I feel like people love that I think we should start doing? What? It's like we should have snacks and wine, obviously, when we do this, because we always do. But we should say, like, oh, we're drinking this, and this is what we think about it. Oh, like, like an alcohol like review. A, like a review. And then, like, I would tell you to go buy this De Bruna Bros smoked Gouda and beer cheese, because it's life-changing. Also, the three-seed beet chips from Trader Joe's are fucking incredible. And whatever hummus this is. So long. So, so, cilantro jalapeno. Cilantro jalapeno hummus from Trader Joe's. Snaps pretzels. We could go without these things. Yeah, they're awful. I don't even want to tell people what they are. <laughs> Sesame sticks of sorts. But yeah, well, I think that's a good. Uh, I think people appreciate like food um, mm-hmm. recommendations. What are you eating? Yeah, I like that. We're always eating and drinking on this show. Show this entertainment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you guys would like to listen to more, see more, hear more. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at let's unpack that underscore podcast, or you can email us at let's unpack that pod at gmail.com. We are also on iTunes and Spotify, which is probably where you're listening to this right now. Um, and we are constantly craving your feedback as we said at the beginning of this. Yeah. So, so DM us, DM us, give us a review, tell us how we can get better. We know that you want longer episodes and we know you want them earlier in the week. So we will try to do that. Yeah. Even me. I'm like, oh, it's not even Wednesday yet. Like even me. I'm like, I want them earlier in the week too. No. Yeah. For my own listening. Yeah. I know. Because you like like to indulge and listen to your own voice. Yeah. And I like to listen with everybody else. Yeah. And like, like journey with them. Like experience it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely like please subscribe, please follow us, like please leave a review because that allows us to become new and noteworthy and get advertising. Yeah. But we're really going for that. But if it happens, and we have some fun new content coming your way. We do. Yeah, we're thinking about like baby boomers, ageism, sexism, other isms, and one of the most exciting things that can't wait to announce is an episode with the local Philadelphia. Delaware County drag queen, Aunt Mary Pat. So yes. Aunt Mary Pat will be on the podcast um, probably towards the end of August. So oh, okay. thank you guys so much for listening. And we We're will talk to you soon. We're going to enjoy more smoked Gouda and beer cheese. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs>